Welcome to HeartSpace, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach, and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need, and it's all in your heart space. Hi friends, welcome back to HeartSpace. This is episode 9 and I am so happy that you're tuning in with me today, that you're taking the time to listen to this episode, that you're supporting this podcast and I wanted to say that I'm very grateful to everyone who listens and who supports this show by leaving a review, by sharing it with their friends or on social media. So thank you so much for being on this journey with me. And I want to offer a gift for you if you review the show or if you already have reviewed the show because I want to show you my appreciation and gratitude for supporting it. So I will be giving away a free copy of my intuitive intention and goal setting guide, which is a 20 page long guide to really help you get clear on your intentions, your dreams, your vision, and also your goals. So the action steps. Um, It's very important to me that this comes first through intuition and intention setting. So really focusing on how you want to feel and the energy behind what you really want and then move on to the goals and the actions that you can take. So I will be giving away a free copy to everyone who reviews the show just send me an email at uh, hello at sarahlewis.co or you can also DM me on Instagram at sarahlewisco and just send me a screenshot of your review and I will send the, I will send the copy to you. If you have already reviewed the show and want to receive your intuitive intention and goal setting guide, you can do the same. I also wanted to share again that I am hosting a challenge on my private Facebook group. It starts today, the day that I'm recording, Sunday, May 5th. But if you want to join when you listen to this, um, it runs until May 9th. So it would be amazing to have you on. I will put a link to the Facebook group in the show notes so that you can request to join and I will accept you, obviously. Um, And um, I'm also really excited to host a group coaching that will last five weeks, and it's going to be a very intimate group. I've already talked about this in um, last week's episode, but um, it's really... I think it's going to be a really beautiful experience because we will get to come together in a small group and have the energy of that group, the support, and we can uplift each other, support each other, encourage each other, and inspire each other to manifest our desires. And basically, I will be taking you through 
my process of intuitive manifesting and it's a five-step process so we will be focusing each week on um, something different and really implementing it with some exercises or tools that you can use and that you can learn for yourself so that you can continue the process even after the coaching the group coaching ends and we will be doing uh, weekly calls on zoom so that we can really just get together talk about what's going on help each other and I just feel that it's such a beautiful energy when we get to come together support each other in a little group the energy is like so much more intense in those cases and it really helps for the manifesting process to feel that support feel that you're not alone because you never are so that's what ha- what's happening And um, if you sign up before May 10th, I am offering a $100 discount with the code LOVE100. So you can check that out in the show notes again, um, or just go to my website and go to services. So that's what's happening. And today, I want to talk to you about how I tuned into my intuition, what was my story around really just diving into that, um, my inner self, doing the inner work, the soul work and connecting to my intuition. So I want to get a little bit more personal today and talk about my journey so far and how it has just changed everything because it has really, really changed my whole life to live in that way. Um, so for the background, I was actually always very much in my head. And I mean, it's still the case sometimes, but I was doing everything just to please others, to stay in my comfort zone, to not be judged or criticized, to not disappoint others in my family and in my close circle. So I can say that I was pretty much a people pleaser and I was just really afraid to, I guess, stand on my own and be in my worth and really just do what felt right to me. So I was always following what I thought was right, what I thought I should do instead of what I really felt I needed to do for myself. And that has been a theme in my life. I think um, the shadow part of that, what I am learning to own still, it's a process, but it's lack of self-confidence. It comes down to that um, self-doubt, lack of self-worth and fear maybe of rejection, fear of um, being, yeah, left to decide and just kind of judged and seen for who I really am and judge for that. So that's the shadow. I think probably a lot of you can relate to that. And there is so much power when we talk about our shadow, when we talk about our darkness and when we get vulnerable around it and stand in our authenticity, in our truth. 
and just own up to that. Um, not that it completely goes away. Um, usually it's always there. It's a shadow. It stays with us and it has its purpose. That's what I truly believe. It's here to teach us a lesson. So our shadows will usually be our life's themes and it's the work we will always have to do and it will change, it will evolve. Maybe some shadows may appear at different times. Some may may go away or be really healed, but some will, will stick around and that's okay because we're always doing the work. We're on a journey. We're not here to get to a destination. I mean, the only sure destination for all of us is death. So I think that's important to remember. So we shouldn't be in a rush to, you know, deal with everything and have it all figured out and fixed because we're not broken. We're just human and we have our, our darkness. We have our shadows and they serve a purpose. And if we can own them, they don't own us and they don't have control over us anymore. So it's more about being aware of that and doing some work around it, but not being too focused or obsessed with that because I think that that kind of has the energy that we are broken and that we need fixing, which is not the case. So I, I really recommend definitely to look at our shadows, look at our darkness, look at the parts of us that have been disowned that are maybe our fragmented self. Um, some things that we have carried on for years, maybe from childhood, uh, maybe it was something very simple, very basic. Someone told you something, someone criticized you, someone insulted you or said something that hurt your feelings and you held on to that and you carried it on until now. So this is about looking at that, looking at the shadow and kind of putting some light into the shadow. And light cannot exist without shadow. But um, I think that if you can be aware of your shadows and just really look at them, have awareness around them, then it's, the process begins. It stops owning you. It stops being something that you fear and that you're hiding all the time. It's something that you can be more open about, maybe just with a friend or with a coach or, or with someone close to you that will not judge you, that will hold space for you, that will understand you. And do some work around it, but don't let that become your your obsession or or because the danger is sometimes that we will focus so much on some of our shadows, some of the things that we want to deal with and that we have to heal in a way that we forget that there is so much more that we can offer, that we have so many qualities and and so many things to bring to the table, to bring to others, and and whether that's in our work or with others in relationships, uh, family, friends, all that. So I'll just say, don't focus too much on it. Be aware of it in order to grow, to, to learn from it, but don't let it become an obsession. 
Okay, so to get back to the point, because when I flow and don't have notes, I tend to digress a little bit, but I think it's um, necessary. It serves a purpose. But to get back to, um, to what I was saying is that my shadow is lack of self-confidence, low self-worth, maybe low self-love sometimes, and the fear of being seen for who I am and rejected for that. So I have obviously done some work around that. I have seen it, I have acknowledged it, and I have worked on it, and I still am. It's something that is still with me somewhere that comes up from time to time. Um, but I think it's important to be aware of it, and I know where it comes from. It comes from, I mean, I know at least a part of where it comes from. Because when I was little, I moved around a lot. Um, and I had to go to different schools a lot when I was um, just, when I started school, I, I had to change schools the next year and then again. And I think I went to maybe five or six different schools before I was 12 and I moved around a lot um, again before I was 12 that 12 I moved about 13 times so I I had a lot of um, of um, trouble to really adapt not adapt I, I I have learned to adapt but to make friends and to feel rooted in a place and secure and um, when I was in school I was always the new kid and I was bullied for not really any reason, to be honest. It was just like a few kids that were not really nice to me and that said really mean things and that stuck around. And also a teacher when I was in my first year of school, actually, a teacher that I don't know for what reason decided she did not like me. So I don't know if she disliked my my name the fact that I because my I'm half American so I was in Switzerland maybe she didn't like that or maybe she just I don't know I have honestly no idea but I remember so clearly that the first day of school I entered the class and the teacher was talking to another girl and her father and I wanted to say hello and I was waiting for my turn and she just ignored me and after that that whole year was really terrible because she was always blaming me for the fact that I was being bullied by two or three or, or four other kids um, it was always initiated by one girl who disliked me and she bullied me and she was always making fun of me and and just not not being nice, not allowing me to play with her. I was four years old or five years old. So, I mean, it's basic stuff. It's school stuff. But um, the fact is that I was being bullied on one side. And then the teacher was taking the side of the bully. And then I even, um, the bully even talked to her mom. And at one point, I remember um, it was the end of the school day and I went, uh, I was going out of the school and the mom was waiting for me there with her child. And she was saying that basically I had to stop bullying her daughter. And I was, it was just so shocking to me because I was four or five 
Um, and I did not understand what was happening. So I think that that was a difficult time. And then I changed school. I mean, it was a lot of trouble to, to deal with all that. But I had to change schools because they didn't want me in the same school as the girl who was complaining that I was bullying her when it wasn't even the, the case. Um, I was such a shy kid already. Um, it would never even cross my mind to to say anything to someone else. But all that to say that that's probably where my shadow comes from or part of it comes from there for sure. And um, so later I just figured that it would be easier to maybe hide or to not get into trouble, to avoid conflict, to avoid um, really saying my truth and speaking up for myself, even when it came to things like what I wanted to study in university. Um, that's a big example for me because I studied law. For those of you who don't know, um, I have a master of law. Um, so I studied for five years to get that master and in Geneva, Switzerland. And um, I remember that before going into law, I um, had thought of so many different things that I wanted to do. I wanted to study literature. Um, I wanted to study uh, fashion design. Um, also just uh, maybe um, marketing or something more creative because that's who I am. I am more of a creative person. I always love to write. I love to sew. When I when I started sewing and just kind of did that in high school, I just fell in love with that and I wanted to, and I was really into fashion. So I had a fashion blog and I wanted to study maybe fashion or design or, or something more creative and, um, but what was expected of me was for me to study law so that I could have a good career, a good job, a stable income, or even more than a stable income, an actual, an actually really high income and have a successful career in that field. And I know that when I'm looking back, I'm like, okay, this does not make sense. And maybe that's what you, you think as well. But when you're caught up in that situation, and maybe that has happened to you too, when there's on, on the one hand, what's expected of you and what makes sense logically. So good job, good career, good income, status, all that kind of stuff. And on the other hand, something more creative that may um, in our society not be seen as something as well-respected for some reason as other professions. And that's also, that has been kind of seen as something that cannot bring in money. And so we are conditioned to believe that. And when you have these this situation in front of you and you have that low self-worth, low self-confidence, and you don't want to disappoint, you don't want to be rejected, you don't want to be criticized, and you don't want conflict, well, guess what? You choose the easy route. You choose the one that will keep you in your comfort zone, um, that will keep you comfortable and supported and validated by your family, by people around you, because it may be more understood. And um, that's what I did. And I remember 
being so unhappy doing that, studying law, I was, I was so sad. I was so, um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just felt empty inside. And I was like, I don't know. My soul is not happy. It's not that it's dying because I don't think that can happen, but it was just like really not lighting me up. It was just draining me. It was making me so, like I said, sad, depressed almost. And it was not something I enjoyed. Obviously, I tried to look for the positive because that's what I've always done. And I tried to focus on the things that were interesting. And I tried to be more, um, tried to be maybe more passionate about certain things. So I started being interested in intellectual property because that was the closest I could get to something creative because it was maybe working with um, with the creative industry. Intellectual property in the creative industry is something pretty big. So that's what I went for. I was trying to imagine my life doing that and that was the only way that I can I could cope with be doing something that was not lighting me up at all. And just for those of you who don't know, but in Switzerland, at least, when you study law, you study just law. There's nothing else. It's All the subjects are different kinds of laws, but it's just that. So there is no uh, minor in something else or anything like that. It's just law. So I don't know if you can imagine, but when you're doing something already that doesn't make you happy and you're doing just that... It was so hard, but I'm not complaining because uh, I do believe that everything happens for a reason and I, I have learned so much from that experience. I'm just kind of feeling back into that energy and I'm so happy that it's not my reality anymore and I'm so happy that I was able to finally listen to my intuition that was always there. I always heard that little voice inside of me from the first, um, from the very beginning when I decided to study law, when I started studying and, and every, almost the whole time after that, it was there, but I was trying to silence it. I was trying to convince myself that it would be okay, that I would be happy when I would have that job. I would be happy when I would earn this amount of money and then maybe I could do what I wanted and be maybe more creative. Maybe I could have my own business at some point and I don't know, some something. And the way I actually kind of dealt with it is that I, so I had a fashion blog at the time and I was kind of putting my energy into that because that was allowing me to be more creative. But at the same time, it started uh, spiraling into more comparison. Uh, it can be a tough industry, honestly, like blogging and fashion blogging. You're comparing yourself all the time um, to others. And I won a trip to New York Fashion Week at some point, And I was so excited because I was like, oh, this is one of my dreams. It was one of my dreams at the time. And I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. It was but it was also such a um, slap in the face to see what that world was really like. Um, it was just like people were not kind to each other. They had no respect, I guess. I don't know. It's just 
a different way of living things. I don't want to judge, but it was very hard. And I was just, I just realized that that might not work. I did stay with this because it was my dream that I could maybe do something in, in that field. So I kept my fashion blog and I went to a few other events, to a few, few other fashion weeks. I went to Paris Fashion Week um, alone one day. I attended shows, a few, not like big shows or anything like that, but it was, it was a fun time. It was just allowing me to cope. But, um, I think that I became very obsessed with what I could get or what I could own, um, by things like, um, the latest trends and, and having, um, designer this and designer that. And, comparing myself to other fashion bloggers or also in law school I guess I would compare myself to other girls who uh, maybe came from wealthy backgrounds and had beautiful clothes and beautiful bags and designer things and and I would just compare myself all the time and I thought that once I would have this amount of money this list of designer things, clothes, bags, shoes, all that, that maybe also when I would have this amount of followers, when I would have this amount of fame or recognition in the blogging world, then I would be happy. And that stuck with me for a little bit. And I don't know, I think at some point something happened. I think I went to another event, um, fashion blogging event and I realized how everything was fake um, people were were saying online that they were so happy they got to meet each other and connect with each other and behind the scenes no one was talking to each other or some were talking about very superficial things or or they were talking oh that was amazing they were talking about this um this product that they had advertised for um or that I don't know they had shared about it on social media and I think it was um a juice cleanse or something like that and they were saying how awful it was and how they weren't able to actually follow through but they had been sharing about it and saying that it was amazing so I was like okay this was another slap in the face or ice cold bucket on my head or something like that that just kind of shook me and and woke me up to the fact that I could not do that and I think it went it was tied with the law so I was doing on one hand studying the law going on this path that I didn't want to be on. And then I was trying to do something else that I thought I wanted, which was fashion and blogging and all that. But it was actually not in a healthy way. It wasn't helping me. It wasn't uplifting me. It was just making me just compare myself. It was lowering my self-worth and my self-confidence even more. And I just had to stop. So I, I went kind of cold turkey with the help of my sister and she deleted my Instagram account that had I think around 8,000 followers at the time and um it just I was um it was hard at first because I was I felt like I was missing out I was uh, giving up on something that had been my dream but on another level I also realized that that's not the life I wanted so I think that 
that's another theme in my life. I've always, yes, done the things that were expected of me and followed the path that was maybe paved by others for me. And in order to not, again, be judged or or be criticized or be rejected. And that actually did not work. It did not give me more self-confidence, more um, self-worth or anything. It just made me feel more more down and, and it just lowered my self-esteem even more. And the theme, again, is that there was always that little voice inside of me trying to point me in the right direction. And I always knew that I wanted more or that something wasn't quite right, but I always tried to ignore it. And at some point, I think that it was after the whole fashion blogging thing when that was done. Um, when I was um, still studying law, I was working part-time in a law firm, which was a great experience. And there was amazing people there um, at the time that were really supportive. And I felt that in that environment, I was thriving because I felt that I was being um, encouraged to to kind of take responsibility, to do things um, my... and. and just, yeah, to take responsibility, I think. And it was motivating to me. And I was like, oh, maybe I can actually do this. Maybe I can follow this path and and, and work in the law in, in some capacity. Um, but at some point, I really had to decide if I was going to continue after my master and go on to um, take the bar, do my internship and all that. And that was just feeling really, really heavy. It was very, um, I felt a lot of like contracting in my body. It didn't feel expansive. It felt heavy. And, um, I just didn't think I could do it. So although I was, I had the opportunity to do it. I had the already, I was working in a law firm, like I said, and the people there were very supportive of me and, and we're going to continue being supportive. Uh, I just, on a personal level, it was too much. It had been too long for me to continue ignoring my soul, ignoring my intuition and my heart and what I really wanted and what I really needed. I think I was a little bit lost at that point. Um, not completely because I knew what I didn't want. Uh, and I was just starting to actually acknowledge it for myself because when you lie to yourself when you're not honest with yourself then you're not in alignment when you start being honest with yourself and you start like noticing okay so this has not been working for too long I have been not living in alignment for too long I haven't been listening to my intuition my soul whatever and you start realizing that, then you can start knowing what you don't want. And even if your path is still very unknown and unclear and there's a lot of doubts and all that, it starts becoming lighter. And and then it's just a matter of communicating that with the outside world, with the people who may be supporting you or 
that think that you're going to go in that direction. There's no other choice for them. And it's a little bit difficult when you don't have that complete clarity and you don't have that really high level of self-confidence to say, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to quit everything and, and leave. Um, so it's a little bit difficult, but once you do, my, my God, it was so much lighter in my body. I felt so much better. And it's like the weight of the five years that I had not been living my truth have had just been lifted off me. Obviously it wasn't all that easy after that, but that's when I started to listen to my intuition and I'm not going to go into too much details because there's a lot more around that and it's already a very long episode, I'm just realizing. But um, once I decided to step out of the law and not go on to become a lawyer, um, that's when really I listened to my intuition and finally, finally followed my heart. What I did is that I went and traveled finally because For so long, I hadn't been putting travel as a priority because the money I was earning um, from my side job, my my student job, I was buying things with it. I was buying um, designer bags and and clothes and things like that because I was still very much um, a way for me to cope. But once I... I finally decided to travel and I traveled with my sister who is also my best friend and it was so such a beautiful experience. I'm not going to say it was easy all the time because I still had a lot of doubts. I didn't know what I was going to do next and I had a lot of uh, deconditioning, deprogramming to do, but it was a beautiful experience, a beautiful learning moment and I traveled to Australia for 3 months. Um, the trip did not go anything like we had planned. Um, it was a chaos in a way because we had lined up so many families to stay with to do some woofing or work away and they canceled on us. So we just took that as um, signs from the universe that we had to do something else and that we had to enjoy it more than to just work. So it worked out and I think it always does. When, especially when you listen to to the signs, when you listen to the intuition and, and to your soul. And when you are in alignment with that, it always works out. You're always supported. And I did a lot of work around spirituality at the time, um, personal development. I was reading a lot of books, listening to podcasts, and that was just amazing. Then when I had to go back home to Switzerland was tough because um, again I was faced with reality and not knowing what to do next Um, and just to fast forward a little bit I found a job that was in a big company and that felt aligned with my values Um, and it was it was a really good experience as well the people there were so so nice and so supportive and really incredible people So I loved that experience for that reason. But um, to be completely honest, the work in itself was not very motivating to me. I did not feel um, excited by the day-to-day tasks, basically. The people, the ideas, the values, yes. But the day-to-day work was 
kind of dull and, and my life became, I kind of got stuck in a rut for a little bit. And at that point, I was just really feeling down, um, a little bit depressed or just not happy, not fulfilled. I felt like my life had no purpose and I just really didn't want to live my life that way. I didn't see myself staying in that corporate office job. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't for me. So I made one of the best decisions in my life, I think, and I reached out to this life coach who is also an energy healer, and I worked with her, and that just, everything shifted because I think that I finally realized that I had to do something more, that I was here on earth to do something more than to just work at a an office job, and there's nothing wrong if this is what you're doing, if the office job is fulfilling you in a way, even if it's just for the money, because that's the reason I took the job, to be completely honest. Um, there's nothing wrong with that because you can find fulfillment with your passions. You can have a side hustle, a side project. You can do so much good wherever you are. But to me, that was not aligned again. And I just knew I had to do something else. I didn't know what, I was completely lost in that sense, but I knew, and I invested in myself, I reached out for help, I hired this coach, and we did some work together, and everything started to shift. Just a few days after I I hired my coach and started working with her, like literally, I think it was three days after, I get this email I don't know which, uh, from what source it was or who it was from, but it was this um, email telling me that the Institute for Integrative Nutrition was opening for enrollment. And it was all about teaching you how to be a holistic health coach and help others on their journey towards better health and holistic healing and living. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I do for myself. This is what I'm passionate about. Um, Self-improvement, self-development, spirituality, eating healthy and clean and, and all that. And I was like, this is what I have to do next. This is my next step. This is the sign I have asked for. And because I stepped into my truth and reached out for help and invested in myself, the sign came through and the job at that time allowed me to pay for the life coach and for the school. And I enrolled and I did a year and that's when my life started changing because that's when I learned to be a coach. Although I'm not really completely a health coach, I do more like holistic health and it's more life coaching and now it's more to do with intuition because that that is what has really helped me and that is what I feel I can help others with. But this episode is long enough and I think that I might do another one at some point to maybe go into more details. This is definitely more focused around owning your shadow and listening to your intuition, and doing the inner work, and just trusting. But I hope it's 
has a message that is positive for you, that it uplifts you in some way. And if there's anything I can help you with, don't hesitate to reach out to ask questions or if you need support, I'm always here for you. And you can find me, like I said, on Instagram at Sarah Lewis Co. Or my website is sarahlewis.co. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts about this episode, what's going on in your life. I just love connecting with people from around the world. So don't hesitate. And I will talk to you again very soon. Bye.